Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Ars Blog Arscast on arsblog.com in association, as always, with oleole.com, the football community website. This is approximately the tenth time I've started this part of the Arscast, and each time I've fucked it up and I've deleted it and gone back and started it again. And I'll tell you why, because I fucking have a pain in my hole today. I can't be fucking arsed with anything, anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Arscast, Arsblog, Arsenal, I don't know. Food, drink, well, drink, no, yeah, I've got a glass of Jamison's here, but I'm just not in the mood. Do you ever have one of those days you're just not in the mood for anything at all? So that's why uh, this Arscast is, is probably the crappest Arscast that there's ever going to be, or that there ever has been. I'm, I'm, you know, setting the standard quite high there, I know. There's been some crap before, and there will be some crap in the future, but I guarantee you this is the fucking crappest Arscast that there will ever, ever be. I've been sitting here most of the day trying to do the little bits and pieces and funny things and what have you, and I'm just, you know, it just hasn't happened. Normally, you sit down, you start, do, you know, I don't know quite how to explain it, but you sit down, you do some things, and they work, or they don't work, or you, they sort of half work, and then you go back over them, and you refine them, and they work, and it's fine, everyone's happy. On a Friday morning, everyone downloads their ice ha, 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 that's all grand, blah, 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 waste 20 minutes, half an hour. But today, I've been sitting here all day. And it's like trying to fucking pull poo out of a pony's arse. I don't quite know what that's like, but I, I don't know what other way to explain it to you. It's just not happening. Not happening. But nevertheless, I will soldier on and endeavor to bring you some kind of uh, arse cast this Friday morning. I have a responsibility. I realize that. I wouldn't leave you arse cast less for no good reason. Were I away, for example, that would be fine. I don't think you would expect me to provide an Arscast, but when I've had all day to sit here and produce it, um, then, you know, I think it's only fair that you should get something uh, on a Friday morning, no matter what the quality. You know, sort of like going into a restaurant and the chef just can't be fucking arse, so you ask for a steak and he gives you the worst piece of meat out of the back of his fridge. You know, he has some responsibility to give you a steak, but it's not going to be a good one. See, that chef analogy is a lot of bollocks as well. That doesn't work at all. What am I thinking? What's going on? Anyway, coming up on tonight's, today's, see? Fuck's sake. Uh, coming up on today's Irishcast, uh, blog chat with a man from eastlower.co.uk. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to do it in a while, so I don't know what the fuck it's going to be about. Probably about, you know, the team and why we're only drawing games and shit like that. But, uh, you know, who knows what strange tangent it might take. It probably won't take any tangent at all. Probably won't even work, considering uh, the day I've had. It just probably won't work. I'll go through and I'll record it and it'll only be my voice. Or only his voice. Or both our voices will be overdubbed by, you know, static. Or space dust. But anyway, if that works, then we'll have a chat with the man from East Lower. Ibuwe is here. The man in the bar has got a player history for you. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. 
Um, so what happened since the last Arscast? Well, we had a game on Sunday against Wigan, which everybody more or less expected us to win. After the joy of the San Siro, it was straight back down to earth. And big fucking horrible lumpy bumpy earth it was too at the JJB Stadium. Um, not much of a football pitch. Not that I'm blaming the football pitch uh, for the result. I'm not blaming it. Uh, that would be making excuses, and we don't want to go down that road. That's just not the road we want to go down. We want to go down a different road. But that doesn't mean we can't call the pitch a load of fucking shit. I know they've got rugby matches and all that sort of stuff on it, but, you know, can't they fucking play in a field, the rugby players? It doesn't really matter whether they have a, a flat pitch, does it? You know, they just run around and fucking hug each other and, and grab each other by the balls and things. Uh, but it does matter on a football pitch that it's at least flat, and if you kick the ball, it sort of rolls along the ground instead of bobbling along the ground and taking lumps and bumps and, you know. I think Wigan should be fined. Seriously. I think they should be fined. If you cannot produce a football pitch uh, to an acceptable standard, you should be fined. And if you do it again, you get a bigger fine. And if you do it again, some points should get taken off you. That's what I think. All the money in the game at the moment, and you can't produce a pitch that's good enough to play football on. Like I said in the blog, though, um, you've got to adapt. You've got to be able to um, uh, deal with situations like that. And, and playing a short passing game along the ground perhaps isn't the way uh, to cope with a shit pitch. Especially when you've got six foot four Bentner and six foot four Adi Bayor up front. Fucking hoof the thing up the top and see what happens. I know it sort of goes against all the principles and all that, but fuck principles right up the arse. Nil-nil is a pain in the fucking hole. Ask me, do I want to sacrifice principles for a goal, or would I rather have principles and a nil-nil, and I'll tell you exactly what you can do with your principles. I think I already did, didn't I? So shove it up your whole anus. Whatever passage you want to shove principles up, you can shove them up. And I'm not talking school principles here, although... No, we won't. We won't go down that road. So, um, as it stands, you see, instead of going four points clear of United, we're two points clear of United. But United have got a game in hand. Now, uh, on Saturday, United are going to play Derby, and they're going to beat Derby about 15-0 because Derby are shit. They're the worst football team this Premier League has ever seen. And I include that Sunderland team that only got about three points a, a few seasons ago. Uh, Mick McCarthy's one. They didn't win all season. They were absolutely rubbish. Well, they weren't as rubbish as Derby. 6-1 in the week they were beaten by Chelsea. Jesus Christ, Derby are shit. So uh, United play them at 3 o'clock. So they're going to go top of the league. Uh, we'll be a point behind, and then we play Middlesbrough later in, in the afternoon. So uh, we do have a chance to go uh, back above them. But United's game in hand is against Bolton. Uh, and Bolton actually beat United earlier in the season. And they say, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice, which is wrong. It does strike twice. Uh, you read stories all the time about golfers that stand under trees and get hit by lightning. What was that little Mexican golfer guy? Lee Trevino. Apparently he got hit by lightning 20 times or something. Maybe Lightning just doesn't like Lee Trevino. But the chances of Bolton beating United twice in one season must be, I don't know, astronomical. So we have to accept the fact that we've got to go to Old Trafford now uh, and win uh, that game uh, and also beat Chelsea and also beat Liverpool. We're probably just going to have to win every game between now and the end of the season. Now, at this point, you'd expect the Arscast to continue sort of logically, right? You would. You'd expect me to continue with what I was saying there and, and me to... To make a little bit more sense, or less sense, I don't know. But I've been, this is like the start. I've been re-recording this bit over and over and over. Listen, listen. Which is rather a difficult task when you consider that we've become... Oh.
which is rather a difficult task when you consider that we've been... Co- fucking gee. I'm going to fuck this computer out the fucking window. Which is a bit of a tall order, considering we've become rather fond... Blah! Blah! Fucking stupid... Fuck, cunt. So rather than trying to finish off that bit, which uh, after about five or six attempts, I realize I can't possibly do because I've actually no clue what I was talking about, I think we'll go and talk to the man from East Lower and see if he can make any sense, because I'm not. Uh, Hello, man from East Lower. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, That's a lie, by the way. Um, we've, uh, We've had three draws in our last three league games, two of them against opposition that I suppose we would probably expect to beat. Definitely, uh, yeah. I think you can. I think in looking back on it, I mean, the Villa game would actually sometimes you get carried away about when your team's not playing well. But Villa, I thought were uh, were very good and um, deserved deserved their almost deserved a win, really, to be honest. But the other two, we, we we should have won. There's no doubt about it. And and we we're definitely, um, I don't know, we're not on a roll, so we must be off a roll. This is true, but is it not a good sign? Um, that our, our disappointing days this season, for the most part, have been measured out in draws rather than defeats, apart from that one game against uh, this Saturday's opposition, Borough. Apart from that, we've only drawn games, whereas other teams have been losing. Yeah, it's true, but when you draw a game, you're still losing two points. And I mean, I, I, you, you're probably right. We're, we're definitely battling and, and not, not losing. But um, it's, I don't know, for me, it feels more like a, a momentum thing and you know, we just don't really have it at the moment and we need to get it back. And each game I say that and each game we, we don't quite get it back again. And so, um, I don't know, we've got a bit of leeway yet, but how, how many more draws can we afford? Do, do you think it's time to introduce one and a half points for a draw? I think it's time to introduce four points for a draw as long <laughs> as um, Arsenal are involved and the other side only gets one point. I would heartily endorse that kind of suggestion. Uh, I think I should maybe be the chairman of the FA for a suggestion as, as, as good as that. Well, Not yeah, the FA, sorry, the Premier League. It, it does uh, instantly make you a complete cunt, though, just by, <laughs> well, yeah, by association. Like, yeah. Give oh, well, me a million quid a year and I'll come out with them more of them if you want. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I'll be your bitch for that much money, don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, the goals seem to have dried up a little bit in the league from from midfield and, and also Adi Bayor, who I suppose is feeling the effects of a long season. And for a lot of it, he's worked uh, worked very hard. He's played up front on his own. Um, is the return of Van Persie uh, as timely as it could be? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he um, against Wigan on on uh, on Sunday, he he definitely showed you know, touches of class. Uh, the only thing he didn't show was his finishing was pretty woeful, but then you can forgive him that he's been out so long, but yeah, he's definitely, um, uh, to use the old cliche, he's almost like a new signing. <laughs> In the Wigan game, uh, I, I know we've had injuries and what have you, but is it perhaps a, a sign that the, the squad is as stretched as it is? The Colo Touré comes on and, and plays right wing. And bearing in mind, of course, that Arsene has said this week that he, he's never going to buy another player for as long as he lives. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what what to read into that. I, I mean, I think it's patently untrue. Yeah, our squad is is definitely stretched at the moment. I think um, we just don't have the options that uh, the other two sides that are aiming for the title have got, and um, which means which means we're sort of playing players who are, who could do the, a break as well. So yeah, we, we are stretched, and I don't. Know, time will tell in the season whether it was uh, whether it'll be something that comes you know comes to haunt us or not but um certainly having Toure on the right wing and to be, to be honest even having Diaby on the wing he sometimes he sometimes has a good puts in a good performance there but he isn't really a, a left or a right winger so um 
Yeah, I think I think that probably does need addressing in the summer. And, and, and Wenger, uh, I think he's probably telling Porky's at this stage of the season. You know, there's no reason why he should reveal what he's going to do in the summer, is there? So uh, I think there'll be some action there. What, what about uh, let's say Thomas Rosicki, who uh, we all know is a very very talented player, but uh, who now is becoming well for me anyway. I find it irritating that he's out injured so often, so often, and. Um, I suppose when he's fit, he's considered a first-team starter. Uh, but can we rely on him? Uh, not at the moment, no. But he, he is a, he's definitely a first-team starter when he's fit. But, you know, I, I haven't got the stats to hand. But I'd love to see what his maximum run in the in the side has been in, in the in the couple of years that he's been here. Because, um, like you say, it does seem ridiculously stop-start. And it's very hard to judge a player when when he doesn't put in, you know, a really good long stint together. And, uh, yeah, with him, it, it is very frustrating, isn't it? Because he just, I don't know what's wrong with him, but every time he comes in and starts doing well, he, he's off again. And, and you know, another 10 to 12 days, although probably a bit less than that. And here we go, you know, when's he going to come back again? And uh, and when's it going to happen again? That's the, probably what he's thinking as well, for that matter, isn't it? I suppose he could be just sitting on his arse playing PlayStation for all we know. Yeah, yeah well, he could be doing that as well. Mm. You know, maybe that's what you need to do when your hamstring's gone. <sighs> I could donate. We could donate hamstrings. Do they do hamstring transplants? Uh, I think they. I don't know. It'd be quite a good idea. Maybe there's a little little cottage industry there. <laughs> I, I don't to, particularly we, need mine very much. You know. I'll give you give you ten pounds a pound for them. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll give him my hamstring, and if he gives me his PlayStation, is that is that a fair swap? That's fair enough. I think he might only have a PlayStation One though, so you could he'd have a shit under- hamstring as well from me. I tell you. <laughs> That'll serve him right then for giving <laughs> yeah, you a crap yeah. PlayStation. All right, let's look ahead to Borough. Um, they, I suppose, will be uh, looking for some kind of a, a reaction to their uh, FA Cup defeat at the weekend. They'd have been hoping to get a little bit further in the FA Cup, considering all the big teams are out and they go and get stuffed at home by Cardiff. Um, we're at home, we're good at home. You have to think this is the kind of game we, we should be winning and, and winning reasonably comfortably. Yeah, I had the misfortune of watching the um, Borough-Cardiff game on the weekend, and it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. They were absolutely dreadful. And, um, uh, I mean, I think they had a better result, I think, last night, didn't they, against, against Villa? So um, mm. maybe, maybe they had a couple of rockets up their arse. But uh, we, we, we definitely have to be winning that one. If we've got any pretensions to win the title now, if we, don't, if we don't win that game, then, you know, you've got to worry, haven't you? This is true. OK, Champions League draw is happening at some point today. Uh, who would your ideal draw be? I don't know. I was thinking about this because obviously initially you think, well, it would be great to get Schalke or Fenerbahce. But let's be honest, if we get past them, there's probably a, a strong chance we'd meet an English side in the semis anyway. So I think ultimately you've probably got disposed of an English side at some point. I don't, I don't know. I've just got this gut feeling it's going to be Manu anyway. You reckon? Yeah. I think it's going to be Liverpool. Well, yeah. Well, either way, I think we're going to get an English side. 43% chance. So uh, Is it? Yeah. Apparently so. And UEFA obviously will want to prevent as much as possible an all-English final. Yeah, they'll do all that. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I can. I mean, it's not like the, uh, the the Champions League draw isn't loaded enough anyway in uh, <laughs> at the early stages. So I'm sure they'll be able to fiddle it somehow. They sure will. Okay, man from East Lower, thank you very much. No worries. Cheers. Cheers to the man from East Lower for making the Arsecast a little less crap than I thought it was going to be. Uh, he'll be back on another Arsecast in the near future. Don't forget to check out his blog, www.eastlower.co.uk. Uh, still to come, we've got a boo, eh? And the Culture Corner. See? That glass of whiskey has done some good. The Culture Corner has cropped up between the start uh, and now. But now we'll go to the bar where the man in the bar has got a player history. Hello there and welcome to another round of player history right here on the Arscast, the one and only Arscast that you listen to, but knowing the way some of you degenerate reprobates go on, I'd say it's not the only Arscast you'd like. Yeah, did you see that old game against Wigan? What a big load of fucking fishes Mickey that was, eh? The pitch? What sort of a fucking excuse for a football pitch was that? I ask you. I remember going to this championship one day in my old hometown. Long ago, before I came to the big smoke of Dublin, I lived down the country. You wouldn't know it from the accent, I know. I'm a refined, cultured speaker these days. But back then I sounded like your stereotypical mad Irishman. I don't know the way things progress over the years, eh? Anyway, this competition was see who could make the biggest hole in the local GAA pitch with a homemade bomb. Old Malachy Ryan wanted fuck's sake he had a big copper bomb twice the length of your arm it was. Which was kind of ironic, you see, because he couldn't get away in time after he lit it up and it blew both his eyes out. Then he couldn't see that it was the length of, twice the length of his arm, you see. Today I'm going to talk to you about an Arsenal player who's left but still graces the fair shores of the Premiership but for the retirement home down on the south coast. No, it's not that big fat cunt. No, it's not that other dolphin-headed cunt. His name, he only needed one of them, was Lauren. You know a bloke is tough when he only needs one name. But in reality, you see, he had a load of names. In real life, his name is Laureano Bissan Ete Mayer. And did you know an anagram of Laureano Bissan Ete Mayer is I am an amoral, serene beauty. It's true, look it up yourself. I wouldn't tell you a word of a lie. He joined Arsenal from Real Mallorca in the summer of 2000 for about £7 million. And at first he was sort of a midfielder and everyone said, Look at that old funny hair he's got. Jesus, you wouldn't know what to make of that fella at all. But eventually, and against great competition, remembering that Lee Dixon was there, and of course, Oleg Luzhny, he made the right back position his own. And he became known as a hard as nails, kick you in the bollocks kind of a player. Oh, I remember him standing over Mido and Mido pretending to be injured and Lauren looked down at him. And if Lauren could have made piss come out of his eyes and dribble into Mido's mouth, 
He'd have done that. That's how hard he was. I also remember him kicking Cristiano Ronaldo about eight feet higher than the fucking West Stand at Highbury. Oh, those were days, Juxer. He took a mean penalty too. The highlight, I suppose, of his Arsenal career was that game against Spurs. It was a penalty. We needed it to go on and win the title. And what did he do? He dribbled it down the middle. Only a double-hard bastard like Lauren would have done that. Then, sadly, he got a bit injured because this meant the emergence of Emmanuel Abue. But sure, there you go. That's the way football is. He moved down to the south coast and he plays every now and again for Portsmouth. But I miss the old Laren, and they say that on Halloween night, if you stare into the mirror and say his name three times, nothing happens. It's true. The man in the bar will have another player history on next week's Arscast. Today's player history uh, comes thanks to Keith McGill, who uh, made the suggestion of doing Laren. Thank you, Keith, and also... Uh, a really big thanks to uh, Lisa Schaefer. Now, I, uh, people email me from time to time, and they say, you know, when you did uh, The Man in the Bar, and he did the player history on, for example, Oleg Luzhny, uh, what what episode was that in? And most of the time, I really don't have a clue, because uh, I haven't categorized him in any way at all. But Lisa sent me an email during the week, uh, with all the player histories on the site broken down episode by episode. So I must get those up on the, uh, on the Arscast section of the site. And I will do that this week as soon as I actually update the archives of the Arscast. I haven't done that for, uh, for too long. So thank you very much to Keith and thank you very much, uh, to Lisa. And I will try and keep that list updated and you can go back and, and listen to your favorite man in the bar things. I was actually, you mean, you know, when you see those, um, episodes of The Simpsons. Uh, when they appeared on the Tracy Ullman show, and you're going, that's not Homer's voice at all. Listening to some of the old man in the bars, it's kind of like, okay, he doesn't sound anything like he sounds at the moment. Well, I suppose um, that's just evolution, is it? Do do podcast characters evolve? I think they probably do, you know, because uh, Arsene Wenger Hawkins has grown a tail since we started. Well, that's... um. That's neither here nor there. Right now, though, we'll go and um, get a bit of culture. This is the Ace Blood Culture Corner. Get it into you, you key bag. Welcome to the Ace Blood Culture Corner, where we try and inject a modicum of antidote into the poison bloodstream of your lives. Paintings, photographs, etchings, even graffiti. Man's ability to produce visual stimuli is quite incredible. So moving, inspiring, who can hold back the tears of joy when witnessing a Botticelli nude, or help but feel the cold when viewing Yeats's fishermen? This week on the Osblog Culture Corner, David O'Leary talks about the work of art that moves him most. You may begin. Eh, uh, as I say, you'll, you'll have to bear with me. I'm not the most, as I say, artistic person, but this is the work of art, as I say, uh, that has inspired me the most. From the left we can see uh, a glow, which uh, I imagine uh, to represent, as I say, uh, life itself, which is in contrast, as I say, with the figure in the middle, and the shadow uh, stretches out, as I say, uh, behind 
which represents or symbolises our life and the past and all those years, all those things that have happened before us. But ahead of that, as I say, is green. And green also is a colour of, of hope. It's not like cancerous yellow or or dirty poo uh, brown, as I say. And, of course, in the middle is like a, a sort of a mesh. Uh, and that could mean uh, it's an obstacle, as I say, uh, that you have to get, uh, as I say, over. Uh, and to me, it just sums up, uh, as I say, everything uh, about life. To me, uh, that's why a girl scratching her arse on the tennis court is, as I say, uh, my favourite work of art. Game, set, and match. O'Leary. That was the Earth Black Culture Corner. Come back for more next week, you muppet. More culture on another Arsecast sometime in the very near future. Uh, So, tomorrow, uh, the afternoon game, late afternoon game, we've got Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, who inflicted that defeat upon us. I was in Barcelona when we lost that game and gotten up early. I'd gone down to see the Ricky Hatton fight that morning, watched Hatton get beaten, then watched Arsenal get beaten, and then proceeded to get quite drunk indeed. Uh, So uh, it's not really relevant to anything, I just thought I'd tell you. So this week we need a bit of revenge on Middlesbrough, and we need to show them that that hurt. We didn't like it. I didn't like it. That was a horrible day. Yeah, so we need to give them one back. I know they just got knocked out of the FA Cup, but, you know, that kind of serves them right. So let's kick the fucking shit out of Middlesbrough tomorrow. We're at home. We need to get ourselves back on track. What better way than to give somebody a good spanking? I remember some really good wins against Middlesbrough in the past. Six goals, seven goals. A bit of that tomorrow would not go astray at all. Team News, Theo Walcott has a slight chance to get back, uh, but not really. You doubt that he's going to be back in the squad. Uh, Rosicki still out. There's a surprise. I'm shocked, actually. Shocked. and Absolutely. To my very core... Thomas Rosicki injured? What's wrong with the world? However, we do welcome back Emmanuel Abue. Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Bienvenido a mi casa. Yo soy Abue. Abue like fish. Top three Abue fish. Number one. Haddock. A boy like the haddock and the chips and the mushy peas. Number two, swordfish is good fish to have in case a boy meets Zorro. A boy and Zorro have history. Number three, a boy fish, stingray. Abue love, Troy Tempest. You go now. Tune in next week for more At Home with Abue. Oh, baby. After his suspension, 
Uh, so he'll probably take up a place on the right-hand side of, of midfield. Uh, Robin Van Persie may start, who knows? Nicholas Bentner may start, who knows? Uh, all I know is that I want us to kill Middlesbrough. Not literally, because, you know, if you're going to kill a team, Middlesbrough will be fairly low down on the list. I know they're not the most likable team, but they're certainly not the most dislikable team in the league. So if I was going to save my killing, it would be for one of the, the more obvious targets. Yeah, I'd do a bit of stalking and then follow them into their apartment and then tie them up and gag them and, and sort of, you know, American Psycho sort of stuff on them. Chainsaw. But I wouldn't do that to Middlesbrough. But I'd like us to score uh, eight goals, if that's all right. Eight goals would suit me absolutely fine. So uh, I think now, now that you can hear my voice is going, and after all the crap that's come before it, I think it would be a good time to end this particular arsecast. Uh, given the fact that it's the worst arsecast ever, the sooner it ends, the better. So um, take it easy. Uh, have a good weekend. Talk to you all next week on the blog. And of course on next week's Arscast, if I can be asked. Bye-bye now. We are gathered here today to pay our final respects to Thomas Rosicki's hamstrings. Today, for comfort and hope, let us turn our thoughts to the love of God. We ask ourselves, how can hamstrings so young be called away from us? But God has a plan. We may not understand. How can we understand His divine wisdom? But rest easy, knowing that Thomas's hamstrings are in a better place. After years of suffering, of pain, tears, strains, rips, heat lamps, deep heat, finally they are at peace. But for Thomas, the struggle goes on. A man with no hamstrings is like a donkey with no penis. Paul said not to sorrow over the departed loved ones, but that Paul was Paul Gascoigne, and nobody cares what mentalists think. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, funk to funky. We commit to thee, O Lord, these hamstrings, and we beseech thee. Next time we pay a shitload of money for a player, can you give us one that doesn't break down more often than a 1970s Skoda? Amen. Oh, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.